Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello and welcome to our first bonus episode. So I'm going to be doing these bonus episodes once I feel like I have enough questions or confusion that's coming through as I ask about marketing on my own Instagram stories. Um, This week, I have noticed that people are feeling generally frustrated with reels, which I totally understand. So I thought I would open up my stories as a place for people to vent and ask questions. And there was a lot of feedback. So I wanted to go through how I do reels and how I feel about reels. And if you're interested in doing reels, I have some tips and some things that I've learned over the last, I think I've been doing them for about two years now, um, that might help you feel less overwhelmed. So the reason that I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed with reels is that they are stuck in a reel creation mode that is actually either misaligned with their personality or it's misaligned with their business objectives. So if they're trying to market on social media to book sessions, but they're making completely unrelated reels because they feel that's what they have to do and they want those views, then that misalignment can feel really frustrating. Um, So the goal is to take this way of marketing, which is basically short form video, and figure out how you can make it work for your business. So for me, because my sessions are very storytelling, they're very lifestyle, uh, storytelling gifts are basically how I came onto the real real world. (laughs) I just decided to take either small snippets of moments from my sessions that I could piece together and turn into a movement gif, or... Um, These are much more time consuming, but I do do love to do them where I'll do a massive GIF of many of the images in my entire session. And so some of those big ones, and yes, I am a chronic overshooter, but some of those big ones that I've made have contained as many as like 400 images. Um, And I make those in Photoshop because I want the image quality to be really high. That's another area where I see when I'm looking at other people's reels that they've sacrificed image quality in order to produce a quick result. And because the image is our product, we want to make sure that that's a high quality image or video that's showing up in the reel. So for me, if I make them in Photoshop, they come up much more crisp and clean than if I just try to make them even through the Instagram reel making apparatus itself, which as a unit of making things I find to be extremely frustrating. So I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, So I did, knowing that short form video was going to be a huge part of my own marketing strategy, I did start incorporating a lot of vertical. So I would communicate this to clients, like if the mom were at the beach and the mom is wearing a dress and she's playing with the kiddo, I'll just turn my camera to, sh- to take photographs vertically of them and I'll have them do some sort of set of movements. I'll keep really still and shoot through that because that little 
um, subset of images can then become a GIF, which I know is powerful in my brand because it's storytelling. It helps potential clients connect to that moment. It's very on brand for me because that's exactly what happens at my sessions. So that's just an example. If you're looking to get into making short form video, you already are creating image content. So there are ways to repurpose that into GIFs or Reels. So if you want, if you just want one simple start, that would be my suggestion. Okay, so let's dive into the questions that I got. So there was quite a few questions that centered around making Reels. And the reason for that is probably because I don't know what Instagram is doing in their real creation, but it is so frustrating. I feel like the buttons aren't in the right place. I feel like it's not how I would naturally want to edit a short form video. So we end up going back and forth and then almost accidentally pu- publishing when it's it's not ready and then going back and trying to edit. And it's very frustrating. I started utilizing short form video in TikTok, which has a much better native editing component, but it doesn't necessarily work to make your videos on TikTok and then upload them on Instagram because it often has that, um, unless you unless you download it through a special link So this is a side note, but if you do have perhaps TikTok content that you want to repurpose on Instagram, you can use a website called musicallydown.com and you put the link of your TikTok in there and you can download your video without the little logo of TikTok, which you never want to upload videos that have the TikTok logo into Instagram. So if you are trying to market across many platforms with your short form video, which you should, not many, but the main, maybe two or three that you like to market. If you are trying to repurpose that content, you want to make sure that you're not uploading TikTok videos directly on Instagram or Instagram will uh, hurt. It'll hurt your reach to have those TikTok logos. Okay. So the, my favorite Uh, places to make, to actually make the content are two main apps. I like CapCut, which is C-A-P-C-E-T. I'll put that in the show notes and then InShot. Both of those have much more clear flow on how you'd actually take your video. So you upload it. The steps are much more clear. I haven't, I don't add music in there because the music that they have to offer is very base level. Unless I'm doing a, a storytelling um, video where I'm talking over, so you really don't hear the music, then I'm not using the music in any of those apps. So the, before I go into making a reel, I usually already have my sound chosen. So this is kind of my process from the start. When I'm scrolling around on Instagram, I really, really try not to be on Instagram for just endless scrolling. I try to be doing something on there proactively one of my favorite things to do is just search around for songs that I really like. Um, and then I'll save the songs. And even if I don't have time to create the reel in that moment, it sort of like planted the seed of the idea of, of what I want to do with that song. So then I can go in, create the reel in InShot and CapCut. I usually use one or the other. I like CapCut's captioning and I like InShot for non-captioned photos and videos. So that's why I have the two apps on my phone. For some reason, um, captioning in Instagram and captioning in TikTok kind of put the caption right over the middle of the video and it's hard to edit that. But CapCut has a really nice captioning system. So if you are doing a voiceover, I would definitely lean more towards CapCut for 
video creation. Now, what can happen is people have a song, the song has natural transitions, they want to make it look good. So then you find yourself spending like three hours trying to edit everything to transition with like the click of a beat and the change of an image. And that's not necessarily a good use of your time. So I have discovered, and I don't know who is making these, I'm guessing it's Instagram, but on some reels, it's not on all of them, you'll see a little gray button right above the information where it says reel template. And if you click that, it opens up a brand new screen so you can create your own reel. And it's already broken out the segments of video or image that go along with the natural beats of the song. And this has been so amazing because the last reel that I made, I literally was able to make it in five minutes, which is great. Even shorter than that. All I had to do was pull the images in. The song was already there. I clicked to uh, upload it and it was naturally going along with the beat. So that's what I want because I don't, I get frustrated when I watch reels and they don't go with the beat just because it, you don't want anything that's sort of like off-putting to watch. And that's one truth of reels that I've come to know is that if you are going to be leaning on your sound or your music, you actually have to make sure that whatever content you're showing does go along with that just because it's a better user experience. Okay, so there was another question about music and where to find it. So finding music or a sound for reels or whatever can be something that would cause someone to just completely drown in overwhelm if they didn't just go ahead and make a choice. So in this case, it's not about finding the perfect song or the perfect sound. It's about finding one that works in the moment and just moving forward with the next action because that's what's going to lead you to actually posting the reel. Picking the songs is a perfect place for our fear-based brain to say, oh, never mind, I'll just stay here and continue to be an indecision about the song that I'm gonna pick That way I don't actually have to post the reel, which is the scary part. So you want to be careful of those little traps that your brain will set for you. And choosing music is definitely one of them. There are ways to use music strategically. Most of these apps will show you which sounds are trending or going viral. However, I just want to caution that virality is not the goal with reels. That I would never tell someone that what they want to do is go viral because... I've talked to quite a few people that have gone viral. I had a video on TikTok go viral. It was completely unrelated to photography. It was my daughter skateboarding. And I just timed it right where I had a clip of her. She's a tiny person. She was dropping it on this huge bowl in her little tutu. And it was very cute. And I timed it with a song that just happened to be going viral as a sound at that time. And the video got 8 million views. And I went from 40... TikTok followers to 50,000. But of course, none of those 50,000 people are anywhere near people that are going to hire me for photography. So it didn't help me at all. And oftentimes when people are just sort of grasping at content creation and they make something just to put it out there on the market, that can often be the thing that ends up going viral or getting a lot of views. And then you have people coming to your profile, people making comments it feels very unhelpful and it is. So the goal here is not to go viral. The goal is to create something that is going to be helpful to your audience. So when you're thinking about the right mindset to be in, when you are going to create a reel, what you want to think about is 
what about your what about whatever it is you're saying or showcasing in this short form video is going to help your audience, is going to inspire them, is going to motivate them. If you create with them in the forefront of your mind, then you will be much less likely to lose interest, which was another issue that someone said, where they said that every time they post a reel, they end up losing followers. So if you are posting misaligned content, that is one way that you can lose followers. And I've seen this where I follow someone, you know, for their beautiful photography. They've drawn me into their brand through that process. Then they started making reels that are about things completely unrelated to anything to do with photography, even unrelated to do with motherhood, unrelated completely to anything that's even within a realm of what they're, what drew me into the brand in the first place. And I lose interest in that brand. So don't do it just to do it. Have an actual strategy. Following trends is not a marketing strategy. That's the most important thing to remember. I also asked people what frustrates them as real consumers. So people who are watching reels, what annoys them? What do they not like? And the number one thing was when you're looking at someone's feed and they've chosen a real cover, that's like a beautiful image. And so the inspiration part of your brain is like, oh my gosh, I love that image. It's so beautiful. I'm going to click into this reel and I will see more of that image. And instead it's a completely unrelated reel. That is a trust breaking type of creation right there. And it was very, very popular over the last few years. I've seen people do it less and less, but I did a poll in my audience and 90% of people hate that. So if you're thinking of doing that, if you're thinking of trying to trick someone into looking at the reel because of the beautiful cover image, but the thing you're showing inside is completely unrelated and they won't see any more of that content, don't do that. It's just not a worthwhile thing to do. So the other thing we have to remember is that there's no rule that says you have to be in your reels. When reels first started, the first adopters of short form video for TikTok and Instagram were often people who were the product of their brand. And it's sometimes easy to forget that those people have to show their face and they have to show their personality because they're influencers, they're selling things that are different all the time, but the main product that people are trying to consume and what they want people to consume is them. They are the product. That's not true in our businesses. Our images are the product. So we already, again, like I've said before, have a huge marketing leg up because we already have a product that is beautiful and people like to look at, and we're already creating it anyway. So how can we repurpose that content to draw more people into the brand, to inspire more of them, to motivate more of them. So if you don't want to show up, you do not have to show up. And don't show up just to show up. Like have an actual goal if you're going to come on there. And a goal could be, I'm going to let people know more about me. I'm going to let people know more about my family. But I just have seen a lot of completely unrelated reels to the brand. Those ones end up getting a lot of views. Views are not the goal. The goal is to consistently create inspiring, motivational, educational content for the people who we want to hire our brand. So that really simplifies it and takes a lot of pressure off of you. You're not trying to go viral. And unless you want to be an influencer, you're also not trying to be a personal influencer. 
So the main thing to remember is that while trends may boost people for the short term, and there are some people that rely on that following trend as a marketing strategy, for most people, that is not going to be the marketing strategy. The marketing strategy goes back to your client has a need that you can help them fulfill, and how can you use the tool of short form video to build trust. So that's that's the starting point and that's the foundation of the marketing strategy. Now here's the other thing that I see people do. No matter what, creating reels takes effort. It takes energy, it takes thought, and what people create then from those reels stays on Instagram and never goes anywhere else. People forget that we can overutilize all the content that we're making. So if you make a reel that is very on brand and trust building for what you're trying to book. You can utilize that reel in an email sequence. You can utilize that reel at the end of a blog post. If you turn it into a YouTube video, you can upload that reel onto Pinterest. There are so many ways that you can utilize short form video, but instead what happens is these reels stay on our page. We feel a lot of things about them like, oh, they didn't get as many views as I wanted or conversely, I made a reel just to make one and now I have all these people coming to my page and they're making weird comments and I feel like I have to police this reel that's gone viral and has nothing to do with my brand. So instead what we want to do is I created a piece of short form video that is very helpful and now I'm going to market the poop out of it. So that is the transition that I want you to think of instead of I'm creating one reel for Instagram, it's I'm creating short form video that I'm going to showcase across multiple channels. Okay, so I don't want to overwhelm you, but I do want to share, I wrote out 10 ideas for Reels if you're struggling with the idea creation part of this. So the first one is to show a location in different seasons. What we have to remember is that if you have a client who's always booked fall, then they really are only aware of what it's like to do photography in the fall. They're aware of the type of outfits they wear, They know what the landscapes look like at that time, how the grass looks, how the trees look. So if you can do a reel that showcases how these different locations look in different seasons, that's so educational for the client and may motivate them to book you during different seasons. You can do, the second idea is to do a reel of what not to wear. So you could kind of insert a little humor here. Obviously, you don't want to insult anyone, so you don't want to be like, look at this family's session. They really blew it. That's not what we're doing. But you could use your kids or you could use a family that you're really close with. Like I saw this brilliant marketing tactic once where this photographer had a family come and she put them, they purposely bought outfits that were very misaligned. They didn't go well together. There was a lot of neon and she showed that that before image. And then she had them in the styling that works really well for that location and her editing. And it was such a difference. And it would really bring the client on board as to why paying attention to styling is important. So that's another idea. The third one is to bust a common myth of the industry. And you could do this with a voiceover of your images and then you talking in the background about why this myth isn't true. Fourth, you could do a time lapse of you shooting or editing with a voiceover of some people, something that you want people to know about you, about your process, about what, what makes your business stand out. Number five would be uh, tips for spring sessions that are kind of synced to a beat. So you're just saying, 
Maybe you've written out the things that you love most about shooting in spring. You're creatively energized. You love the flowers. You love the styling, whatever it is. Five, uh, six would be to showcase your office. You could give people a little tour about where you work and how you work. Uh, number seven would be you could introduce people to your family in just a really simple way. You could use, a voiceover is a tool that's completely underutilized. My number one guess for that would be that people don't like the sound of their voice. And if that's the case, I would direct you back to my second episode when I talk about overcoming the fear of judgment to actually market the way that you want to, because your voice is amazing and perfect and people love you and they love your voice. And it's honestly all in your head that you shouldn't utilize your voice. It's an extremely powerful tool in marketing. Okay. Eight is to show how you hang or display photos in your own house. So a lot of times people are super motivated by the idea of creating beautiful gallery wall or prints or whatever it is, but they haven't really seen it in action. So you can be the one to show your potential clients and even your past clients how you hang or display the photos that you have of your family in your house. You could even ask clients that you've shot to send a video of them standing in front of or even filming their own gallery walls and you could make a compilation video. So you could share a few, this would be number nine, you could share a few testimonials with images going behind. Reviews and testimonials are very, very powerful in building trust. Uh, Number 10, you could share a sneak peek with some behind the scenes sprinkled in. So instead of doing, if you're someone who does sneak peeks for families, instead of just doing one image or just a blog post or just a carousel, you could turn it into a little bit of a reel. There's a high chance that those sneak peeks get shared anyway. So that's a great type of content for your client to share to their stories and help build awareness about your brand. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode on reels. And this episode is sponsored by myself (laughs) and what I'm offering right now for marketing, which is my marketing class. It's a Zoom class that's happening on February 16th. And I would love to see you there. The last one was so fun. It's four step, it's a four step marketing plan. So we go through the four steps it take to build a trusted brand. And then you get this 50 page marketing planner that I have developed that I actually, that I absolutely love. So I would be honored to have you there and I will put the information about that in the show notes and I will be back on Monday with another episode. Have a good weekend. Mm -hmm.